the biggest problem in Africa is competition or what might be called the free market. The urge to be free, as exemplified by the struggle between demand and supply, when sublimated to further the needs of the many, can be a force for good, but if your freedom requires you to win at all costs, you are likely harming the very basis on which civilization is created. But before we begin the discussion about competition and the free market destroying Africa, it is important to stress there is a wrong and right way to do economics, and the way Africa does it, is not it. It is pointless for Africa to work at changing the optics of the problem. A black despot is no better than a white one. A black capitalist exploiting his workforce does not make the exploitation more sanitized than were it a white entrepreneur. A civil war is no better than a war against colonialism. Poverty caused by an oppressive state is not an improvement on poverty created by colonial powers. Social chaos created by capitalism is not better than market anarchy created by socialism. The white, colonial capitalist is not a worse person than the black, native socialist. When the results are the same for the nation, the vehicle by which the harm is wrought does not matter. Solving the problem of Africa does not require a diatribe against the white man or a mission to drive out colonialism. The problems of Africa are much deeper and closer to home than pan-African sentiments would have us believe. Therefore, the solution is not to keep going in the same direction using the same tools and tactics with just a cosmetic makeover. Passing South Africa into black demagogues did not eliminate Soweto. The solution to the problems of Africa is not to look far out past the horizon to find some faraway other to blame. Not seeing the source of our problems do not eliminate them, nor will they go away due to negligence. If there is no right and wrong way to form a market, everything going on in Africa and elsewhere, are just events. For the sake of sanity there must be a division between doing something right and doing it wrong. If we want our actions to have purpose and direction, there must be a way to evaluate the choices we have. If we cannot define and quantify what is wrong, the best we can do is express our opinion or even our feelings. But how can we reform Africa, if we cannot say what is wrong with Africa? Change, especially cosmetic change or change to make a group feel better, will not advance Africa relative to the rest of the world's national groups. Most people say murder is wrong, but then hedge their position. Killing a person who endangers your life or the life of another is considered justifiable homicide. The less obvious one death saved the innocent life of another, the more difficult it is to justify the taking of life. The same goes for most things considered to be wrong. There is always the theoretical, clear-cut case that is wrong, but reality rarely is as simple as the model implies. War is wrong, but only for the enemy and aggressor. It has become too easy to claim a right and wrong exists, while qualifying every incidence. Murder is never wrong if the murderer suffers from a mental condition. Now you might be wondering what this has to do with the price of rice in Africa, let alone its economic problems. But if there is no way to define and measure absolutes, on what grounds do we say what is going on in Africa, is wrong? After all, is not the problem in Africa simply due to the difficulty of righting all the earlier wrongs? All persons know slavery is wrong. Yet this is not even a true statement. If it was wrong, slavery would never have existed. Many people have and do find ways to justify slavery just as they find ways to justify murder, robbery and every crime committed by man. However, 
It is less important to understand why something is wrong than to understand how people find ways to justify what ought to be considered unjustifiable. If there is no right and wrong, all that matters is who you can overcome. The power to do is not constrained by ideas of right and wrong. Power only wants to know what it has the strength to accomplish. What is freer than power released of all moral boundaries? The more we qualify our position with exceptions, the less legitimacy our position has. The solution to opposition is not to resort to a dogmatism or legalism. No one has the right to impose an opinion onto others. Nor is permitting everything, the solution the moral relativism. We ought not give up and accept that if a competition of ideas exists, truth must be relative, contingent and probabilistic. If a person does not believe in God, it is impossible to embrace the idea of an absolute truth. But Africa is considered to be largely a Christian place, though there are many populations that are Islamic and animistic. But this is part of the problem. Everywhere one looks there is competition and no one can choose absolutely from between them. Christianity has not proven, in an absolute sense, it is a better solution or even a better religion. It has not demonstrated its truths are competitively advantageous. Imagine walking through a neighbor's field and seeing a large diamond on the ground. Who owns it? All competition would cease if ownership could be determined in every case. But in fact, deciding who owns what often depends on who is holding the gun. Which is why guns are so often used to settle competing property claims. This problem of power deciding moral issues is a problem that ought not be overlooked. When we resort to the use of guns to settle questions of right and wrong, we embrace the idea that competition is the universal solution. When dealing with the issue of power competitions it does not matter if the man with a gun is a criminal or the state or the owner of the land. The gun is not a source of moral legitimacy, but it does establish supremacy in an open competition. When guns and machetes decide issues of right and wrong, we end up with an anarchy of all against all, or a one-world despotic government. If Africa and the world generally cannot stop resorting to competition to settle moral problems, Africa will end up part of a one-world fascist state that owns and controls everything. Competitions create hierarchies. There is always only one winner. The steeper the gradient of power generated by the competitive struggle, the more powerful the winner of the competition is. Fascism is any hierarchical association created by unfettered competition. Imagine if Africa was a cooperative and competition was ended. But the very idea creates a competitive response. The problem as we alluded to above, is ownership because it is impossible to claim ownership of something you did not create, without causing opposition. Ownership of assets requires the use of force to maintain the power disparity that ownership of assets, represent. All persons have a right to what they created. No person has a right to what they did not create or what was created by another person. All assets were created by God for the people of God to enable cooperation. Cooperate Africa is an organization created to promote cooperation in Africa. The corollary to this is that Cooperate Africa will also strive to eliminate competition and restore cooperation in all African relationships. Divesting ourselves of what we have no right to leaves us with a cooperative market. When the source of conflict and friction is eliminated nothing is left but the spirit of cooperation and the means to cooperate. 
the applicant who donates 500 units of raw value to Cooperate Africa, receives as compensation and recognition 500 preferred shares in Cooperate Africa. These shares are credited to the account of the depositor. Every member of Cooperate Africa becomes an account holder in the cooperative. Preferred shares are used as the unit of account of Cooperate Africa and its currency. Preferred shares represent value. The total number of preferred shares issued by Cooperate Africa defines the commercial value of the organization. By adding value to the assets held by Cooperate Africa, value is added to the people that have invested in the cooperative. Preferred shares are credited to member accounts as prefers, a contraction of preferred shares equal to the value they create for Cooperate Africa. The symbol designates the unit of account as a currency. Prefers are used to pay for work done and for purchases. Prefers are a cooperatively issued money. The currency is guaranteed by Cooperate Africa. Prefers are the only form of money that is backed by the viability and sustainability of the community that issued it. The only secure form of currency is one backed by the issuing community. No other monetary form is safe. Ultimately prefers will be backed by the entire African continent. The value of Africa secures the value of the Cooperate Africa prefer. What currency could be more secure? Because Cooperate Africa is sustainable and resilient and issues a currency backed by the value of the continent, the currency is 100% risk-free and is not subject to inflation. Cooperate Africa will possess a safe and resilient currency that poses no risk or threat of loss to inflation and will not need or use debt or central banks. What is the biggest issue in Africa? Part 2. Africa is a territory peopled by Africans. Africa is a continent which means it is a territory divided into nations. But these nations are further divided. But what is important about these divisions is that the parts down to the level of the individual and including gangs and tribal factions, are in competition one with the other. Competition is the political reality of Africa it is also an economic reality. Sometimes commentators miss that the world is as divided by economic sectors as it is geographical. In part 1 we looked at Africa as a system moving towards the creation of a one-world fascist state. The mechanism by which nations are turned into vassal states, is socialism. Socialism centralizes power into fewer and fewer hands, all in the name of social justice. Political and economic unrest creates a call for more law and order which over time, centralizes the exercise of power. The civil unrest and poverty may appear to be the greatest problem facing Africa, but really it is the slide towards global fascism. To stop this move towards a one-world government, Africa must stop the need or desire for social justice. Africa must eliminate socialism and its roots in competition. Africa needs to up the level of cooperation but without increasing people's sense of risk. Competition is developing Africa but that is not the true story. According to the African Development Bank Africa is expected to be the second fastest growing region. However, as late as 2013 Africa was identified as the poorest inhabited region, so there is much room for improvement. However, this essay is not about the past problems of Africa nor about the processes being employed to integrate Africa into the global economy. What we want to talk about is cooperation and the elimination of risk. The basic problem with competition is that it tolerates waste. There is often few benefits for eliminating waste, 
except in one's own product stream. Waste is found in unused and underused human, technical and natural resources. Waste can be structural or operational. Resources that are not yet found is a type of structural waste. But a more troublesome kind is willful or operational waste. This is the kind of waste that exists because the eradication of it provides no direct benefit to the system. Unemployment and poverty seems a costly waste of human resources. In fact poverty provides a cushion between the employer and employee and creates an incentive for the employee to comply with his employer. The problem is that if one group can externalize its costs onto society and future generations, it benefits. If full employment creates costs for your organization, why not pass these costs onto society and future generations by turning these costs into unemployment, something that is paid for by the employee who must care for his unemployed neighbor? To eliminate waste and the externalization of costs means we must eliminate not just greed but the competition which makes it beneficial for some to bear costs in the service of other. We must eliminate the love of money by eliminating the system's ability to send earnings down one stream and costs down another. Cooperate Africa is best built from the ground up. To better understand how cooperatives can prevent competition from causing disruptive division, we will look at its organizational profile. Cooperate Africa is composed of 12 occupational sectors and 12 levels of administration. The 12 occupational sectors are defense, transportation, technology and development, communications, energy mines and resources, industry, sales and services, construction, health and welfare, education, politics and justice, and culture. Each sector is governed by its own limited council. These councils handle intersectoral issues such as work schedules, assignment of work, training, and so on. A general council administrates the sectors as a whole. Councils are linked to geography. There are 12 jurisdictional levels, coterie-slash-small group, village-slash-neighborhood-slash-block, town-slash-township, city-slash-borough, district-slash-parish, municipality-slash-section, county, province-slash-state, region-slash-sector, nation, continent-slash-center, world. The lowest level limited council is the coterie which is composed of the workers in a particular sector and geographical location. For example, five plumbers form a council and serve a local community. The limited councils are coordinated by the general council responsible for that jurisdiction. The general and limited councils replace employers and the state. Councils are the administrative arm of a cooperative. The members of the cooperative serve on the council and elect one of their members to act as chairperson. The council chair functions much as an employer would though the appointment to the chair is by means of direct democracy. Cooperate Africa is composed of cells, which are the lowest constituent element of the cooperative. A cell is composed of between 3 to 15 people working in a single sector in a coterie. The objective of Cooperate Africa is to increase cooperation and reduce competition, especially the competition over property. However, as a practical matter it makes little sense to divest ourselves of personal possessions as there ought to be no competition over them and eliminating personal possessions would not improve cooperation. What is at issue is commercial and public property. Cooperate Africa does not own the things of God and cannot make any claim against the things of God. Nor can any agent, group or body of persons. This is why it is important to divest cooperates of private and public ownership and capitalize a cell of Cooperate Africa, 
by assigning commercial property and underused personal property to the cooperative. If we are a plumber, we cooperate within a plumber's council. The plumber's council pays its plumbers for the work they do. The tools and equipment of the plumber's council are available to those who need them, as the cooperate plumber's council. Tools, equipment and workers can be moved in and out of the local council as the need arises, either by a higher limited council or the general council. All sectors employ their members and pay them for the work they do. These credits are used to make purchases from Cooperate Africa. Therefore, Cooperate Africa is sustainable and resilient, having no unemployment, inflation or poverty. Cooperate Africa utilizes an equity-based currency. When assets are contributed to the capitalization of a cooperative, equity is created. Equity is issued as preferred shares, which when issued in denominations that are multiples of one, or whole numbers, can be used as a currency. Prefers is a contraction of preferred shares. Designated by the symbol, prefers becomes the Cooperate Africa's unit of account. Cooperate Africa is led by a general council and chair. The general council on all levels coordinates intersector issues. The limited councils on all levels deal with intersector concerns. A factory operates as a local council headed by a chair. Each upper level is composed of the chairs of the lower level. If a person or organization needs a job done or a product, it is purchased from the appropriate sector. The cost of the product or service is debited from the account of the buyer and the price is credited to the account of the seller. The cooperative functions as a bank that transfers prefer units from the account of buyers and into the accounts of the seller. Thus, the currency of Cooperate Africa is stable, being backed fully by the value produced. This eliminates inflation. Cooperate Africa has full employment, economic stability without the need for taxation. With the move to eliminate competition, there is increasing equality.